Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be with you this hour, playing 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, we'll hear some dance bands of the 1920s and 30s, some jazz, some Hawaiian music, a pretty good solo pianist, some choral music, uh, a pretty good variety in the next 60 minutes. And we're going to start with one of my favorite bands of the 1920s, the Kuhn Sanders Orchestra, led by Joe Sanders and Carlton Kuhn. This is a tune written by pianist Joe Sanders. It was recorded in the Webster Hotel in Chicago on December 8th, 1926. It's Victor 20390, Brainstorm. imagine when that record was made in late 1926 you could tune in a radio from almost anywhere in the continental united states late in the evening most nights of the week and hear the original coon sanders nighthawk orchestra broadcasting live either from chicago or their base in kansas city at the mulebach hotel 
They really were one of the first bands to capitalize on the success of radio to launch their own career. And I understand that at one point they even had a ticker tape machine installed at the hotel so they could receive telegrams coming in from listeners all over the country. And thankfully, the Victor people signed them up for a recording contract and put them to work making lots and lots of records in the late 1920s so we can still hear today what this magnificent band sounded like. Unfortunately, I don't think any of those live broadcasts of the 20s survive. The band, of course, led by pianist Joe Sanders and Carlton Kuhn. That was Brainstorm, starting off this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. If you're just joining us, welcome. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s here today. And up next, we'll turn to a vocalist who probably enjoyed his greatest success in the late 1920s when he recorded a bunch of things for the Brunswick label. I'm speaking of Nick Lucas. He went on to have a career, though, that stretched into the 1970s, and I think for the balance of his career, his voice never changed. He always sounded just as he did in the late 1920s. The record we'll hear next was made in Hollywood on October 8, 1952. It finds Nick Lucas accompanied by a clarinet and a small jazz combo, and they're doing that old Gershwin standby, Lady Be Good. We'll follow that with something that Dick Hyman and his trio made for the MGM label in 1954. It's that great tune, Stardust. It's MGM 11916. And wrapping up the set, we'll hear from Margaret Whiting, a record of hers from 1951 called You Are the One. But to start us off on the little Cavalier label, record number 826, here is Nick Lucas.
not one of the greatest songs ever written, but Margaret Whiting just made everything that she sang sound so good. That was called You Are the One, capital 1417 from 1951. Before that, a song that I think you could reasonably argue is among the greatest songs ever written, Stardust, written by Hoagie Carmichael with lyrics added later by Mitchell Parrish, although of course we did not hear them on this 1954 recording by the Dick Hyman Trio. We started the set with another pretty good song, Lady Be Good, sung for us by Nick Lucas in 1952. Let's have some dance music now, and we'll head back to 1927, three selections from 1927. First up, Hal Kemp and his orchestra, and the label of Brunswick 3486 still states, Hal Kemp and his orchestra from the University of North Carolina. 
because of course that is where the group started in I think about 1923 or 1924. In any case, we'll hear a vocal trio. I don't know exactly who comprises the vocalists, although I suspect it's just members of the band. They will sing A Little Girl, A Little Boy, A Little Moon. After that, we'll hear from Charles Dornberger and his orchestra, Victor 20823, from April of 1927. Franklin Bauer, Louis James, and Elliot Shaw comprise the vocal group here on One Sweet Letter From You. And my brother Adam and my friend Gary Orlando will probably be interested to note that Charles Dornberger gave up his career in music in the 1930s to pursue a career in aviation. In fact, he was teaching pilots in the early 1940s when his plane went down and we lost Charles Dornberger tragically young. But I don't want to end on a down note, so we will pick it up after Charles Dornberger's orchestra with Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra. From February 3rd of 1927, Billy Murray will sing The Kinkajou. It's Victor 20474. Quite a fun song by Joseph McCarthy and Harry Tierney. So to start the set, Hal Kemp and his orchestra, A Little Girl, A Little Boy, A Little Moon. And you'll probably recognize the opening to this. Thank you. 
from the Ziegfeld production, Rio Rita. That's one of those records that really got me interested in music of the 1920s and 30s, back when I was in middle school and came across a copy of that Victor 78 and uh, loved it right from the start, and I still love it today. Nat Shilkrit, the Kinkajou. Before that, Charles Dornberger's orchestra in 1927, One Sweet Letter from You, and starting the set, Hal Kemp's orchestra, also in 1927, A Little Girl, A Little Boy, A Little Moon. If you're enjoying the Shellac Stack and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com, or I invite you to stop by the Shellac Stack website, which is www.shellacstack.com. You can send me a message through the handy contact form there. You can also browse past programs and see label scans and other odds and ends that I've posted. Again, shellacstack.com. Okay, let's turn next to Dolly Dawn and her Dawn Patrol. Really, George Hall's orchestra accompanying Dolly Dawn. This is on the Elite label, number 5017, from Valentine's Day, or thereabouts, 1942. Dolly Dawn will sing, Sing Me a Song of the Islands. And then because that sounds like such good advice right about now, uh, I thought we'd hear some songs of the islands. So we'll follow it with Lanny McIntyre and his Aloha Islanders sometime in the 1940s on the Varsity label, number 551. We'll hear... Moonlight in Hawaii, and then we'll wrap up the set with Alvin Kaliolani and his Royal Hawaiians on the Bell label, number LKS196, from about 1947, Evening in the Islands. So a little escape to Hawaii now, beginning with Dolly Dawn, Sing Me a Song of the Islands.
Kaliolani and his Royal Hawaiians in about 1947, Evening in the Islands. Before that, Lanny McIntyre and his Aloha Islanders with Moonlight in Hawaii, and starting the set, Dolly Dawn and her Dawn Patrol Orchestra from February of 1942, Sing Me a Song of the Islands. Well, up next, I've got a real collector's item for you, and uh, I mean that quite literally. This is on the tiny collector's item label record number 102. Collector's item was a product of a fellow named Ben Lincoln out of Milwaukee, and I don't know what sort of studio Ben Lincoln may have had access to, or even if he had access to a professional recording studio. This sounds more like something that may have been recorded with a portable disc cutter in somebody's living room. In any case, the music is quite good. It features cornetist Wild Bill Davison, along with Boyce Brown playing alto sax, uh, Boyce Brown had recorded a few years earlier with Paul Marez and his reformed New Orleans Rhythm Kings. Mel Henke is the pianist, Walter Ross plays bass, and Joe Kahn plays the drums. I did find a review of this record in the May 1940 issue of Jazz Information, and whoever's reviewing it writes, quote, On a blues kick is just a series of blues solos, two choruses each by Davison, Brown, and Henke, followed by an ensemble in double time. This is the more rewarding side. All the solos are good, and the record has a brisk movement over Khan's Dixieland drumming from the start. The reviewer goes on to disparage the sound quality a little bit, but says, <laughs> you can turn up the volume on your phonograph and forget about the recording. The music's good enough. So let's take a listen to collector's item number 102. It's called 
on a blues kick. Here's Wild Bill Davison and his band. Thank you. 
searching for a place to feel at home in For the world is in my arms Mexican hills, Florida skies Tropical seas The sunsets of Geneva What's that magic in your charms? When I hold you I hold the world right here in my arms The author of that review and jazz information that I quoted back at the start of the set probably would have turned up his nose at my pairing Wild Bill Davison with the likes of Vincent Lopez and Sammy Kay. Gasp. (laughs) But I don't mind. I think it works. We started the set in 1940, a recording made in Chicago for the tiny collector's item label, Wild Bill Davison and his band with On a Blues Kick. After that, it was Vincent Lopez and his orchestra with vocalist Bob Lytell, from April 7th, 1937, maybe, that was on the Melatone label, 7-06-02, and wrapping up the set, a really pretty song called The World Is In My Arms, sung by Clyde Burke with Sammy Kay's orchestra, billed, of course, on the label as simply Swing and Sway with Sammy Kay. That was on the Varsity label, number 8368, from about August of 1940. Well, moving right along... I have a record here by Carol Gibbons, that American-born pianist who made good in England in the 1920s and 30s, and this is one in a long series of records he made called Carol Calls the Tunes. This is number 20, and it features uh, two sides, part one and part two. We'll hear both of them back to back. The songs in the medley include Basin Street Ball, Lamplighter's Serenade, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree with Anyone Else But Me, Strange As It Seems, Moonlight Cocktail, and Sometimes. He recorded this in London in July of 1942. It's Columbia FB 2829. Here's Carol Gibbons. I like to start this record with Basin Street Ball. Thank you. 
Clive's Serenade. Thank you. 
Carol Gibbons at the piano in 1942. With all the turmoil and heartache of this past week, I felt that I would end today's Shellac Stack program with something a little more on the quiet side, so we'll turn now to the Hollands Chapel Choir, directed by Arthur S. Talmadge. This is a student group from Hollands College in Virginia, a custom record they made in 1949, and they sing a piece by Antonio Lotti, it's the Curie. Lotti was active in Venice in the early 18th century. He was a contemporary of Antonio Vivaldi. He worked, as I said, mostly in Venice as a singer and organist and composer, but did spend a time in Dresden in modern-day Germany before returning to Venice. As I said, we'll hear his Kyrie. Here is the Hollands Chapel Choir. The Hollands Chapel Choir. That about wraps up this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. Thank you very much for joining me this past hour for these 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I hope you heard something that you enjoyed, and I hope you'll come back next time when we'll do it again. Until then, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. ¶¶